0: friends and welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. I'd like to welcome everyone to today's podcast and also I would like to thank everyone that is still listening. I've been doing this since the very first Monday of January and I've gained several followers and several people listen to my podcast. It just grows and grows. It's funny to watch how some get so many more listens than the others. I have no idea why that happens. Uh, My husband seems to think that maybe the software that I use doesn't keep up with it the same each time because some are like way up there in listens. And then my favorites aren't quite, it's not quite as listened to. So I have no idea what determines that. I really need to do more investigating and get the podcast out there a little more. I don't really know all the different avenues to take, but I really need to dig into that now that I see that I really want to do this every week and I'm sticking with it. So, thank you once again for sticking with Dig the Plot podcast. So, April. There's only one word to describe April and that is overwhelmed completely overwhelmed I have so many books to read and I continue to request books on NetGalley it's like I have to have them all knowing that I'm already feeling anxious about reading all these books and then I'll go through a dry period where it's like I'm just scrounging around trying to find books so I don't know why I do this to myself but this is where I'm at. I have so many on NetGalley that need to be read. I have started several and set them aside. I hate doing that. I don't know why I do it. Anyway, that's where I'm at. I also, oh, and I also use the Libby app, which I absolutely love, but it never fails. It seems I will get several books that will hit all at once. Like, I've got a couple that's getting ready to come in. Of course, what do you have, 14, 15 days to read it, and then it just becomes pressure. So, I've got to find a way to fix all that. I'm really excited about today's book. Really excited about it. I read it on NetGalley, and it is The Stranger Upstairs by Lisa A. Matlin. It was an easy five-star book. The publication date is September 26th. I hate that it's going to take so long now that I've read it for it to actually be published because this book is so good. And this is actually... Her debut novel. I can't tell you how many books that I've read that was a debut novel that I absolutely loved and couldn't believe that it was. I have a lot of good luck with that. The only one I can think of right off that was a miss for me was The Writing Retreat. It was not for me at all. And actually, I was part of a book club and I don't think there was but maybe one or two people in it that actually enjoyed it. But again, you know, different books for different people. For as many people that don't like it, there's that many more that love it. So, But this, let's go back to this. The Stranger Upstairs, a great book, a very quick read. I read it very quickly because I couldn't stop. Um, I wanted to just talk about Lisa Matlin just a little bit. This is her debut novel. She was a guitarist in a rock band, which I think is really cool, before switching from songwriting to story writing. And she lives in Melbourne, Australia. So I've already put my review on of course, NetGalley, Goodreads, Storygraph, and I've already posted it on my Instagram, which is digtheplot underscore. Please go give me a follow. I usually review, for some reason, I always seem to review books on here before I post them, but I didn't with this one. I couldn't wait to get it out there that I absolutely loved it. She actually responded to me and we conversed a little bit on Instagram. She's great. She has a great sense of humor. I just, I really enjoyed talking to her. If I... My husband keeps fussing at me about this, but I really need to figure out and get down how to interview people on here because I would love to interview her first. It would just be really great. So let's dig into the plot. I need to say that more because that's what we're here for. But this book is about Sarah Slade is a therapist and a self-help writer. Her husband, Joe Cosgrove, um, is a bartender. They've been married for just three years, and they have purchased Blackwood House. Now, Blackwood House is a gorgeous Victorian house in a neighborhood that Sarah has always dreamed about living in. So she has already decided that, you know, she's got this book. There are people are kind of hounding her to come up with another book. So she's going to start blogging about the renovations and trying to stay relevant as an influencer. Like she wants to tag companies if she uses their wallpaper or their floor flooring. And if you're familiar with influencers, you get, you know, codes so you can get so much off. Well, that also, if they use your code, you make money off that. So that's basically what she's trying to do. Plus she's trying to stay relevant as an author. And she wants to make a profit. And she wants to make a profit off Blackwood's house. And that's really what it's all about. So she actually got a really great deal because there was a brutal murder that took place there years ago. Now, this part of the story, the actual murder that took place in this house, would have been a great book in itself. It's a great story. Of course, it's really short because that's, you know... Not, I mean, it kind of is because that's why she's there and what she's dealing with. But this was a great story and could have been developed into a great book. So on February 4th, 1980, Bill Campbell walked into the upstairs bedroom and bashed in his wife's skull with a hammer. So after murdering his wife, Susan, he went to his 17-year-old daughter's bedroom and tried to kill her as well. Now, she managed to escape by running out the front door and running down the road like neighbors saw her, and she screamed, uh, she screamed, and I was going to say all the way down the road, but the neighbors recall her saying, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. Now, I don't think I said, I could have screamed that for you, but I'll, I'll save you that, that, that seems so lackluster, but, uh, the house has stood empty for like 40 years, so Sarah's bought it first. Or, so she thought, you'll find out that little tidbit of information when you read it. I want to give that away. But Sarah makes the decision to stay in the bedroom where Susan was killed, bloodstained and all. Of course, like I said, she's trying to make a profit. She wants to talk about it. You know, so staying in there just made it seem all the much more cooler. So, no one knows after all these years what's happened to the daughter that ran down the street. She hasn't been seen or heard again. So, Sarah soon sees the renovations are quickly becoming a nightmare. Something is very wrong with the house. Very wrong with the house. This book absolutely grabs your attention and doesn't let go. This is why it's a quick read, because you're going to have to finish it once you start it. So, I have to say, Sarah's not an honest person. You're going to see her husband's awful. They have a horrible marriage. And all that's going to come to light when you read it. But absolutely, I rooted for her, despite all of her lies. I, you know, I really did like her. I, and like I said, I rooted for her. She was addicted to social media, and I am not. That's not why I rooted for her. She was addicted to social media. She was addicted to the attention that she got from it. At one point, she says, and I thought, this, we all know this person. The more likes I get, the less I bleed. So when she was having an anxiety attack or something wasn't going right or she wasn't getting her way or she was fighting with her husband, she would post some fake post on Instagram or it said social media, but mainly Instagram. And immediately when the likes started coming in, she would calm down and everything would be okay. Totally no people like that. And it's annoying. The plot was very believable. Despite the flaws of all the characters, everything about this could happen today, or I feel like it could. I and also, let me say, I always have a hard time expressing this for some reason, but I love a book when the dialogue sounds real. When it sounds like I'm talking, it you know, when I can read it and talk like it, it makes the book so much easier to read. And this was this book their humor, their wit, their sarcasm their back and forth, the conversation she had with the neighbors, with her husband, everything just seemed like a conversation. If I was in that position, it's how I would be speaking. And I even wrote that in my review was the conversation was really just normal. It's like you were talking to this sarcastic, witty person that had a dark sense of humor, which honestly is my kind of person. I like a dry sense of humor, dark humor. I like sarcasm. I can be very sarcastic and I enjoy that. so and and two, let me just throw this out there because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna read about Reaper. I don't even like cats, but I was totally invested in this cat living. I did not want anything to happen to Reaper. The twist and the way the story come to life was absolutely genius. The author had a great way of building tension, pulling you chapter to chapter. She made you feel what Sarah felt. You felt when she was scared, when she was wanting to go up in that attic. Oh my goodness. I wanted to say, sis, no, you do not need to do this. I was screaming at her, do not go in the attic. The book keeps you guessing until the very end. And the ending was nothing less than perfect. You'll never guess it. It's great. It's so creepy. I don't know. I didn't really go back and look. It's not a horror book. I don't think. I don't think that's what it was described as. But it is so creepy and good. Which, ever since we went to Waverly, my husband has had nonstop scary movies on. That's just been our thing. So this book fit in perfectly for me. Uh, this is a definite must read for 2023. Be sure you get it. It doesn't come out till September, but it's going to be one of your favorite books this year. Now, I kind of want a different direction with this. I don't normally do this. I've kind of tried a couple things the last couple weeks, but I really wanted to go over this. So on my Instagram, in order, because you know, if you're on there, your algorithm changes and you need engagement. So typically what we do is ask a question and get people, you know, to answer it kind of, I don't know what it does. I wish it could, I wish our pictures were just in chronological order and you could just scroll it and like what you want and be done with it. But it, that's not how it is. But anyway, I asked the question on Instagram, if anyone had irrational fears and what was it? So I'm sure I have many irrational fears, but one that has always been at the forefront of my mind is that someone was living in my house and I didn't know it. Now, I have a small house, my husband and I, we have a small house, it's not very big, so that fear, you know, especially now that we have, we have renovated the basement, and we're downstairs in it, it's not like I'm upstairs thinking someone's living downstairs, but we also have an attic, and you know, you just start thinking you heard something, could someone have gotten, you know, I don't know, again, it's irrational, but we've also just recently watched a movie where that was happening, so that didn't help. So I asked my husband, I said, Do you have any irrational fears? I just asked him that just a few seconds ago. I had no idea. I, I fi- honestly figured he didn't have any. But something that bothers him is meeting log trucks on the road, especially when they appear to be overloaded. Never knew this. Now, when I was a kid, I hated meeting, not semis, but trucks filled with logs. I just knew if we got stopped beside them that that strap was going to break and they were just going to roll and crush the car but this is his irrational fear is log trucks so i had a lot of good answers on instagram and i wanted to read those now one girl we got tickled because we got in a conversation about it but she has a fear of chickens Birds in general creep her out, but she said it, chicken especially. So I told her, I said, you know, we've recently become chicken farmers. I won't try and post too many pictures of chickens so that she doesn't uh, not want to visit my Instagram page. But one said clowns and garden gnomes. My friend Gina cannot stand clowns. She's terrified of them. We usually always end up sending her some crazy memes during Halloween, but she doesn't like clowns either. Others were being kidnapped. Now, when my son was smaller, I had a horrible, horrible fear of that. Oh, my gosh. I would have a morning, even when we left for work, and I went and strapped him in the car and say that maybe in that moment I forgot something back in the house. I would take the carrier and him and everything and go back in the house to get the one item I forgot and then go back out. I was constantly terrified of kidnapping. Of course, he's... I mean, it can still happen, but I don't have that fear as much as I used to. But honestly, when he was little, it would suffocate me thinking about losing him. Another one was someone breaking in their house while they were asleep. That's a fear also because everyone in this house likes to sleep with fans, so there's a constant noise. I'm like, how would you know if someone was sneaking up on you? Another one, this one is crazy, was a fear of balloons and the sound of them popping. Now I didn't know anyone would have a fear of that so that was funny. And lastly, one Instagram friend said that when she watches a scary movie, movie the that she's scared the villain is going to come, is going to know and come after her next. Now that really is a crazy fear. So, I thought that was fun and it was fun to ask those questions on Instagram and I got a, got a lot of good responses. So, let's circle back Back to being overwhelmed. So I had stated earlier that I have started several books. And then laid them aside. Because another book come along that I'm wanting to read. But one that I'm struggling with. And I do not want to DNF it. I hate doing that. But I'm so scared that this is what's going to happen with this. But I got it at the library. And I was really excited about it. And I've talked about it on this podcast. But it's, I have some questions for you by Rebecca Mackay. It's a huge book. And I'll get into page numbers a little bit later. I've talked about this also on Instagram, but it's huge, and it's taking off really slow, and I'm trying to push through, but I've already laid it down, and actually, I laid it down because I got a book through Libby, and I wanted to finish it before I had to return it on there, but I have jumped on the Finley Donovan train. Now, I'm going to say it's cute. I'm not going to go much further than that because we're going to review that next week so I don't want to say too much about it but anyway like I said I'm just really struggling with I have some questions for you and I've actually read several reviews and people say the same thing. It's a very long book and is it worth really going through it? I don't know. I don't don't know. So we'll see. I just really hate DNFing books and I get really disappointed in myself when I do that so I don't know. I guess we will just see what I do with that. I will definitely make a decision, though, during the month of April. I won't let it carry out too far. I thought I might could actually just read other books and then just pick that one up along the way and hopefully maybe get it done, but I don't really do well with reading two books at once. So And also... I'm looking at another crime story, probably for next month. Right now, I'm just going to do one a month. But this one isn't really a book. It's just one that we've come across that is so interesting. There's a podcast about it, and it's actually in the news now. So I'm not sure how I'm going to handle that. And I really wanted to stay in the state of Kentucky, and this one is not. But gosh, it's really interesting. So we shall see what I do with that. But that won't be until May. So lots of time to decide what I'm going to do with that. That's it for this week's episode of Dig the Plot. Be sure and follow me on Instagram at digtheplot underscore. Next week we're going to talk about a few more April reads and we're going to, like I said earlier, jump on the Finley Donovan train. So I hope you all have a great week. See you next time.